Join UF Hall of Famer and 14-year NFL vet Shane Matthews every weekday as he brings you all you need to know about your Florida Gators, including news, analysis, and opinions with some of the biggest names in sports. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Or watch us live at 8 a.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Good morning. Welcome to a Thursday edition of Pot Up with Matthews in the Morning from the Crime Prevention Security System Studios. Large enough to serve you, small enough to care. It's Thursday. That means we have Brent Beard, a college football analyst. Uh, Gators crank up in the SEC basketball tournament. Today, I think it's a one o'clock tip against Mississippi State. And uh, we'll see if they can make a little run. Uh, but March Madness is in full effect. A lot of conference tournaments got kicked off yesterday. And we'll continue through the weekend and Selection Sunday uh, this weekend. Let's go to the Tag More Hotline. And we're joined by our college football analyst and Heisman Trophy voter, Brent Beard. Good morning, Brent. How you doing, bud? I'm doing well. Enjoying the 46-degree uh, weather uh, here in the Jacksonville area, which is a uh, really refreshing excited about the uh, uh, SEC tournament uh, that uh, continues today. Uh, you're right, Florida-Mississippi State is uh, at one. Well, one of the bigger games today is Arkansas and, uh, and Auburn. Bandy plays um, uh, Georgia. Uh, they play LSU, which is a bit of a surprise uh, in that one, too. So uh, it's fun to Fun to get it going, and spring practice is going, too, around the SEC. Yeah, it really is. We'll talk uh, about the different teams that are cranked it up. Some get started here pretty soon. But uh, in your notes, you know, I think it was a little surprising to me, but college football attendance has gone up since last year, which, you know, with, with COVID and everything and with every game being on TV, did that surprise you at all? Uh, immensely, frankly. Uh, I give Dennis Dodd credit for this. Uh, but it is up five percent uh, this year, which is sounds pretty uh, minuscule, but that is important. Um, it's significant that it indicates the second highest per game rise uh, in history. They've been keeping attendance figures since 1978. Um, so again, the, no surprise. The uh, the SEC uh, uh, led attendance for the 24th year in a row, uh, and I, I think it's also interesting. Uh, he just threw some, uh, I think, some uh, different guesses as to uh, uh, as to why going to games uh, tickets are easy to get on your phone. Uh, obviously, they sell alcohol here. Uh, and then another, I, I think, very valid reason is seven of the top nine largest stadiums, the teams that played in those, uh, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, for instance, uh, all made the uh, college football playoffs. So, uh, Shane, does that surprise you a little bit, too? Uh, and uh, it came out last night and just thought that uh, – uh, that was a bit of a shot in the arm for college football. Yeah, I mean, because you, you think that college football attendance has gone down just due to 
you know, people complaining about the schedules, the home games, yeah. playing the cupcakes, what have you. And I always look at it from, I mean, every freaking game you want to watch is on TV. So, sure. uh, but that's great. That's great. The fans are getting out and going to watch. There's nothing like college football and a, a weekend on campus. Brent, the, um, I guess the biggest off-season news has been this, let's shorten the college football game. It kind of bothers me. I, I understand it takes a long time sometimes, but I, I hate rule changes where, you know, it's it has to do with the clock. What do you think is going to happen? When are they going to decide on this? Yeah, uh, the oversight committee uh, is going to be voting on April the 20th. Uh, so what they're recommending from the football rules committee uh, or three changes, no back-to-back timeouts, uh, that will be icing the kicker, uh, no untimed downs at the end of the first and third quarters. Um, and the biggest one, frankly, that would affect the game is running the clock after the ball is spotted after a first down. Uh, now, they're guessing that this would cut out about 10 plays per game. And again, as we've mentioned here, uh, that they did a study that from 2018 to 2022, the game on average uh, was five minutes more. Gee, Shane, I mean, is five minutes that big a deal? Um, I don't think it is. I mean, it went from three hours and 16 minutes to three hours and 21 minutes. So, uh, you, you know, that, that is, that is, and I know people complain about long games and I get that and they're not going to cut, cut commercials, frankly. So the only thing that they can really do is do something with halftime, but the bands deserve a chance yes. to be on the field. And the other thing that, that they could do is to put a stopwatch for a better, for lack of a better word, on the um, on the instant replay review, uh, but uh, all all that work, Shane. Remember for five minutes. Yeah, it, it just it, it baffles me. I don't I don't really care how long a college football game lasts. I mean, you're the one that chose to go to it. You're the one that yeah. chooses to watch it. If yeah. you don't, if you have a problem with it, just don't. I mean, I don't know why they have to change the rules because people are complaining about games being too long. I just don't get it at all. Uh, celebration points where the Gators go to celebrate with premium brands like Nike, International Diamond Center, Dave & Buster's, Bass Pro Shop, Regal Cinemas, Pfizer's Rooftop, and the HBC's Restaurant Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. We'll see you at Celebration Point where the Gators go to celebrate. Speaking with Brent Beard on the Titan MR hotline, uh, yeah, that just chaps me the whole – because I'm a huge proponent of the band. I think that's that's all of the pageantry of college football. Yes. The band, yes. The band, the band before the game. And the band at halftime, you know, the NFL games are all about the same time length because yeah. you have a 12 minute. As soon as that last guy is tackled at halftime starts, you have 12 minutes. And 12 minutes yeah. is a very short period of time, but you cannot yeah. do that in college football. And they just need to deal with it. But we'll see what happens. Uh, Brent, let's go around the league. Uh, as uh, Like I said, the SEC is in full force with uh, spring practice. What can you tell us what's going on in Alabama? Yeah, they have hired uh, Liberty University assistant Robert um, Barma to uh, coach uh, inside linebackers. Uh, Sal Sinceri, uh who was on the field and they took him off the field, uh, has been 
or expected to be hired for Colorado uh, as defensive tackles coach. Uh, he's a good football coach, too. His son, Vinny, played at Alabama. Charlie Strong is coming back to Alabama mm-hmm. as a defensive analyst. Uh, so some people thought that might happen, and it did. Now, Jaheim Otis, how about this, Shane? Uh, this is amazing. When he came to Alabama, he was 417 pounds. Now he is 100 pounds less, and he is at 316. Uh, that's still a pretty big player in the chain. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Congratulations to him for losing 100 pounds. That's a lot. And, um, you know, big dudes like that like to eat. So, obviously, they put him on a good diet, a good yep. nutrition plan to, to lose 100 pounds. Um, ha- have you heard anything coming out of camp there, or have they started yet? Um, they haven't we, started. We talked, they... we talked about it last week. We still all think Ty Simpson is going to be their quarterback, right? Yes. Yeah. Now, but I would be very surprised uh, if they named him – the starter after the spring for Jalen Milrow. <clears throat> they like Milrow. He's a dual threat guy. But frankly, Bo Shane and I agree, he's he just not very accurate. But Ty Simpson is. And as it was explained to me a few days ago, the difference between the two, and you, and you would know more about this than me, is Ty Simpson allows you to to use more of the playbook uh, and, and, you know, that that's kind of something people say without criticizing the other guy. But I think there's some truth to that in the chain, that if you get, if you got a quarterback who can make all the throws, it's pretty obvious you can do more with him, can't you? Yeah, and, and it understands the playbook for sure. Um, Arkansas, what's going on with the Hogs? They start today, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, for the spring. Uh, Jaheim Singletary who is a five-star quarterback from Georgia. Uh, He played in three games last year for Georgia but didn't record any stats. He has uh, transferred to uh, uh, Arkansas, so they're quite excited about that. Arkansas had the worst pass defense in the nation last year of all 131 teams. Arkansas was last, giving up 300 yards passing per game. There's one of them, and and now, tell me if you've ever heard this, Shane. They were the worst team in the nation in pass defense, but they led the SEC in sacks with 42. Uh, I just thought that was a bit of an oddity. They've also got. Trey John Jeffcoat from Missouri, so that's going to help them. New D coordinator with uh, Travis Williams, uh, too. So they're doing all they can to, um, uh, to to fix that defense. But that that's kind of an unusual situation, in Shane, when you're worse in one category and first in the other. Yeah, that is very strange. Uh, text on the Titan Mark text line. It came in last night uh, from Chris. He says, can we make it to the tournament if we win the SEC or are we done? No, if you win the SEC tournament, Chris, you are in automatically. Yes, yes. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. I don't I don't like our chances, but anything can happen. All right, Auburn started uh, the spring first. Uh, they should be getting closer to their spring game. What are you hearing? How's the quarterback situation at Auburn? Yeah, um, uh, Robbie Ashford. Uh, is still 
may be the front runner. Uh, I mean, they're looking at everybody. T.J. Finley's still there, uh, yeah. the LSU transfer. Um, Holden uh, uh, Grinner is also there. But as big a deal for them as redoing the line of scrimmage, um, and particularly along the offensive line, they lost six guys on the offensive line last year that really helped them. They allowed 30 sacks last year on the because of the offensive line, so they've got to get that fixed. And they've got some transfers uh, from Tulsa, Western Kentucky, and Eastern Carolina, and they need to do the same thing with the defensive line. So I would say right now, tremendous amount of questions at Auburn. I mean, I think they've had a good spring so far. They've got a lot of tall wide receivers, um, Six five and Landon King, six three and Camden Brown, a um, couple of six one guys and Malcolm Johnson and Coy Moore. I got some big tight ends, Brandon Frazier, six seven. I won't go into all of them, but uh, that's one thing that's going to help them. But uh, they they really let uh, offensive line recruiting become a problem. Uh, so that's probably the number one goal this year for the spring is a line of scrimmage. Are you in the market to buy or sell your home? Darlene Weeby, a realtor with Caldwell Banker, M.M. Parish will provide you with fast, friendly, reliable service. Give her a call at 352-562-1411 to help your dreams come true. Brent, Gators are cranked it up. They've had a few practices. What can you tell us coming out of Gainesville? Yeah, uh, Jamarcus Weston has changed positions, going from wide receiver to um, the secondary. Um, that um, uh, Bill and Napier said uh, that leaves them with nine scholarship receivers and brings the safety total to nine. So they're trying to uh, to get that balanced um, a little bit too. Uh, I think uh, to me the biggest thing that happened was the tight ends coach Russ Callaway, who's a defensive intern. Uh, now he was with LSU as an offensive assistant. At one point, to me, the most significant thing here, he spent five seasons at Samford um, serving as their offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach um, and wide receivers coach and did a good job with them. I, I know a lot of people don't know about Samford, but Samford's got a good football team. Um, they've had, in their division, they've had some real success uh, over the last few years. So, uh, hopefully Callaway would be able to uh, uh, to help them along that line. So uh, still trying to figure out the uh, the coaching staff, but I've talked to some media who've been over there, and uh, they've been impressed with the facilities. I've been impressed with the coaches, and hopefully this will be a better spring. Yeah, no doubt. And it looks like Graham Mertz will probably be the starter. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things coming out of camp from him. Um, you know, it's still it's training camp, or I mean, spring practice. So uh, sure. very accurate with the football, knows where to go with it. So we shall see. All right, the dogs. Um, boy, they've had a lot of mess this off season. Yes, yeah, they really have. Um, now there've been some, actually, some good things that come out of this. Uh, Ra Ra Thomas, um, who came over from Mississippi State has actually been cleared. Um, this involved a uh, 
domestic violence battery uh, type thing that uh, that they're still trying to figure out. But for, but for whatever happened, uh, he's been cleared of it, and that's going to make a big difference for them. I mean, he caught 44 passes for 626 yards at Mississippi State. This is going to be a pretty good wide receiver room, too. Dominic Lovett, uh, and this is a great stat for him. Uh, he was the only Division One wide receiver with at least 50 catches and zero drops. So, uh, Shane, I give Kirby a lot of credit. Uh, he knew they'd have losses in uh, wide receiver and decided to do something about it early. So both those transfers, and they get Lad McConkey back, Marcus Rosemey Jackson back, Dylan Bell, Arian Smith, and then along with those big, uh, humongous tight ends, uh, that passing game may be good. It could be. There's no question. You know, it's uh, it's interesting. I want to say, was it? Was it last year that Kirby I, did? Did they not bring in one player from the transfer portal the previous year, but this year they have? Am I wrong about yeah. that, Brent? Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, they've done uh, better with that this year. And, and again, he's not against it. He he just normally is not going to bring in uh, you know a dozen of them uh, like Lane Kiffin does at Ole Miss. Uh, they'll pick and choose. And he continues to do that. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky's not playing a spring game this year, correct? Correct. Third time in four years. Uh, I think that uh, – I, I hate that for their fans. Uh, but they will not have a spring game again this year due to turf replacement. I'm not sure why you can't replace a turf after the spring game, but that's the way that it is. Um, now, they're pretty excited about spring. Uh, they are up and uh, going. Also, who are the running backs? Chris Rodriguez is not there. Jatu and McLean uh, is a guy that they think is going to help them. Ray Davis is transferring in from Vanderbilt. Now, Devin Leary, their new quarterback transfer, has a pectoral muscle, but he's close to being uh, healthy. Um, so they like him, uh, too. Uh, now, they're not sure who the backup's going to be to Leary. Uh, Deuce Hogan, Kaya Sharon, Destin Wade uh, or guys that they're looking at. And you, I know you remember, uh, obviously, having broadcast the Kentucky-Florida game um, a season last year. That just We thought they may win double-digit games that got off the rails because the offensive line – um, and they're working hard with the offensive line. But, again, no spring game, which is somewhat of a disappointment for them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Brent, LSU, would you say right now, do you think they're going to be the favorite to win the West uh, when it uh, to go to media day? Uh, either LSU or Alabama uh, yeah. will be the favorite. Uh, now, look, uh, this this bunch is going to be good now. Um, Jaden Daniels comes back uh, at quarterback. He did he did well. Um, I mean, basically, the offensive line comes back uh, almost intact. Uh, that that is something that's going to help them. Also, defensive lineman Mason Smith, 
who got hurt in the beginning of the year uh, in the Florida State game. He is back. A really good player. Uh, also, they lost a lot of their cornerbacks. Um, they've got uh, Denver Harris from Texas A&M as a transfer who comes in. Syracuse transfer, Darian Chestnut. And they've got a transfer from Ohio State, J.K. Johnson, in the secondary. Uh, so that is really going to help them, too. Now, they also added Mason Lunsford from Maryland, uh, like this week. Uh, obviously, he started. Uh, so they're very happy about that. Harold Perkins comes back, the wrecking ball on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and by the way, Mason Lunsford coming over from Maryland, started for them for two years, uh, played in 29 games, 26 starts. So, look, you lay all that out, and then then they've got Aaron Anderson coming over from Alabama, wide receiver. Um, Shane, is any wonder why people are going to be high on LSU? Yeah, they uh, they have a chance to have a big year, no question about it. Um, Brent, Mississippi State, I didn't realize. I mean, obviously they started practice, new coach, new staff, everything. Uh, Will Rogers has been an air raid guy's entire life. They're going to come in. It's more of a pro-style quarterback run-friendly type deal. I didn't realize <clears throat> Mike Wright, um, the quarterback from Vanderbilt, transferred there. Yeah, yeah, he sure did. Uh, uh, he'll be backing up Will Rogers. Uh, I mean, look, Mike. I mean, you've seen him. I mean, he's not—he's not terrible. Uh, he's made some plays when he was at Vanderbilt. He is a uh, a true dual threat guy. It kind of makes you wonder, Shane, if they'll have some kind of a package for him uh, in this new offense uh, to go along with it. So, um, and they—I think the guy they've got to replace is Emmanuel Forbes. Uh, at cornerback, that that's going to be the biggest hole. Uh, but uh, uh, it, would it would it be safe to say that State would be more one of the more interesting um, teams next year, uh, having changed that philosophy on offense. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that all transpires. Uh, Brent Tennessee, I know they had some issues with the previous or past coaches, got some show causes, or I can't remember, some violations. Can you tell us what's going on there? They recently had four of their staff people that received a multi-year show calls uh, for recruiting violations. Uh, This came out and had been, uh, folks thought this was coming out pretty much at any time. Um, that, uh, so, um, I mean, you've got inside linebackers coach, outside linebackers coach, director of player personnel, and student assistant. All those guys reached some kind of agreement, and the school did what with the NCAA uh, for show calls. Now, there is not being anything decided or announced on Jeremy Pruitt, who was the coach with these uh, recruiting violations. Uh, A lot's been said about him possibly going to Alabama uh, in some capacity. 
Now, they start spring practice on the 20th of the month, so they're a little bit later, spring them on April the 15th. So uh, slowly coming out about uh, the decision on all these um, uh, recruiting violations um, in the in in basically the understanding they've got with the NCAA. Brent, before we get you out of here, time goes by way too fast. Give us a few nuggets. Uh, this is almost amusing, but Missouri has their spring game next week. <laughs> wow! Yeah, they've got a new offense coordinator, Kirby Moore, who is Kellen Moore's brother. Uh, comes in. Kirby Moore was at Fresno State. Um, so they're hoping that they're going to have a good offense. Now, again, at quarterback, this is interesting. Brady Cooks going to be the quarterback, but he had a torn labrum. Um, and Jake Garcia from Miami uh, transferred there. A guy named Sam Horn is also in the mix. He also plays for the Missouri baseball team. Luther Burden, you, you remember him last year, Shane? Uh, Luther Burden at wide, at wide receiver, slot receiver, is coming back. Uh, so uh, offensively, I think they could be uh, pretty good uh, all in all. Lavasse Carroll, who started at Georgia then transferred to South Carolina, is retiring from football for medical reasons, so that's a bit of a blow uh, for them. And uh, we don't have time for a lot here, but just safe to say uh, Florida State and Miami uh, are both up and going. Um, so I think it's going to be a very interesting um, uh, spring for both those teams. And we'll, we'll get into them more uh, a little bit later on. Uh, but um, tremendous optimism again for Florida State. They're ha- having a really good spring. I think the big thing with Miami is they've hired Shannon Dawson to be their um, offensive coordinator, and he's bringing in some of the air raid principles. He's an air raid guy with Tyler Van Dyke. So we'll uh, get updated more on that as it goes. But, uh, Shane, it's fun to have so many teams in spring and got a few more about to start. No doubt. Brent, we appreciate your time again. Enjoy the TPC this weekend. Should be a lot of fun, and we will talk to you next week. Good. Always enjoy it, pal. Take care. And that's Brent Barrett, our college football analyst. Join us on the Titan MR hotline. Hey, Chris Doring Mortgage, they do mortgage lending right, helping home buyers throughout Gainesville in North Central Florida. Call Chris Doring Mortgage today at 352-244-0840. Going to take a timeout, come back. We'll be joined by, I believe, Seth Hart, or maybe it's Kyle Crooks. I never know. Just stay tuned and you will find out, folks. You're watching and listening to Pot Open Matthews in the morning from the Crime Prevention Security System Studios. We'll be right back. We want to take this moment to thank our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. Our premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Titan MRI, Gainesville's only locally owned and operated MRI facility. Meldon Law, the only official injury and accident law attorneys of the Florida Gators. Peaceland Dental, Gator Nation's first choice for dentistry in Port Charlotte. Comfort Temp, comfort is our business, peace of mind is our promise. Campus USA Credit Union. QC Kinetics, live pain-free with QC Kinetics. Dave and Busters, eat, drink, play, and watch. Our gridiron sponsors are Auto ER, UF Bookstores, Celebration Point Town Center, Chris Doring Mortgage, Silverback Concrete Co., Ruse Ogre State Farm Insurance, 
Doreen Wooby, Realtor, Caldwell Banker, M.M. Parrish. Our touchdown sponsors are Adams Ribs, Gator Dominoes, Celebrate Primary Care, Gator Bait Media, Okito America, Style Cuts, Ironwood Golf Course, Big Mills Cheese Steak, McDonald's of Gainesville, 84 Lumber, Tropical Smoothie Cafe, Aver and Smith, Dowling Signs, Baker's Sporting Goods, Silver Q Billiards, and Sports Bar. If you're interested in promoting your business on the show, call Freddie at 352-284-3733. If you like what we're doing here, make sure to follow us and support the businesses that support us. Hi, Steve Spurrier here. You know, making a reservation at my restaurant is easier than a Saturday afternoon homecoming game against Vandy. You don't have to call or email. Just go to Spurriers.com, hit the reservation button, pick a date, number of guests, and a time. It's so simple, I can do it. In fact, I just did. Maybe I'll see you tonight. Second half, pot up, Matthews in the morning. We have a very special guest today. I'm Kyle Crooks, but we got traveling today, Gator Great, one of the, the best people I've met in broadcasting. I know he's, he's starting a whole new career in broadcasting, doing a great job, but obviously one of the most beloved Gators. We all know him. He joins us now, Patrick Young. Patrick, how are you, man? I'm doing great. I can't complain. Just... uh crossing the Dames Point Bridge here in Jacksonville. Mm. And, uh, yeah, just starting uh, this beautiful day. I'm going to get a chance to go to TPC, watch some golf a little bit today. So uh, it's a great Thursday. It's a great Thursday. Are you are you a golfer? Like, Did you play a lot yourself too, like coming up? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my dad's a golf coach. Okay. And I my sister, that. she ended up – my sister played golf at Florida State. She actually, uh, yeah, she played four years at Florida State. But, yeah, I played a lot. Um, baseball was my first sport. So, you know, baseball swing and golf swing kind of couldn't, <laughs> you know, mix together very well. <clears throat> very well. So I had to put the golf golf stick down for a while, stuck to baseball. And then, you know, obviously I stopped playing baseball and went to full-time basketball. So then uh, I picked up golf again. And I started for my accident. I was actually getting pretty good. I got down to about a 10 handicap, which was uh, great for me. Great for me. I just couldn't deal with the frustration of it, Patrick, because, you know, I was the captain of my high school golf team. And after that, I just gave it up because, you know what, I, I got enough frustrations in my life than hooking the ball into the woods and, you know, shooting high scores. It's just, I, I got to do, I had to do something else in my life. So I, I gave yeah. golf. But um, obviously, <laughs> here to talk a lot of basketball, Patrick, SEC tournament starts last night. Um, you got Ole Miss, LSU winning the first two games, but you've been able to cover this league uh, all year long, back in studio, doing a great job for the SEC network. What what have been your overall observations of the league and maybe how deep it's been, how good it's been, and uh, what the expectations are for the, for the NCAA tournament and maybe what you have here in the SEC tournament in Nashville? Well, the first thing that um... – and, and, and maybe it's controversial, but I think it's great for the league. It's this is no longer just Kentucky's league, for mm. sure. That um, Kentucky it's still good, still a team that can is relevant on the national level. Um, but they is not in the sense where Kentucky's going to go on those spans where they win the SEC 
you know, nine, eight out of 10 years or something like that. You know, Alabama's here to stay. Arkansas is here to stay. Tennessee, Texas A&M and Buzz Williams, what they're doing. Really hope what uh, Dennis Gates and what he's achieved at Missouri, that they're going to continue to be relevant in that top five SEC conversation as well. Um, but outside of that, you know, there's there's great talent, great a great number of freshmen um, in this league, uh, which I've I've had a chance to watch these guys and just just great character players for the most part. Um, obviously, we know what happened with the brand, the really really tragic, unfortunate Brandon Miller situation and Darius Miles. But you know, outside of that, um, just great kids all around, uh, just competing for their coaches. A lot of a lot of eccentric personalities. Uh, a lot of uh, teams just coming, and then, you know, me me being a Gator, I always uh, growing up playing, um, just didn't have any admiration or respect. I guess it was maybe there's a level of respect for other programs, um, uh, but you know, I always just wanted to beat those those teams. But now being in a position where we get to know the coaches and see these players and styles of play, there's a great level of respect that you do achieve. You you do come to uh, with these other these other programs and organizations um, really respect the heck out of Buzz Williams and Jerry Stackhouse and uh, what they've been able to accomplish. But uh, no, the league is deep. I'm not surprised that there's potentially eight teams in the league. Just hope that they do better job than last year because I think there was five teams in the tournament and only one ended up making it to the Elite Eight. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's my first takeaway. It's, and I think that's a big one that this is not just Kentucky's league anymore. Yeah, uh, for sure. And the interesting thing about Alabama, Patrick, because this was trending to be a generational team. Yet you have the the thing with Darius Miles, or uh, obviously now Brandon Miller's part of the situation. He's going to have to continue to answer questions about that as they make their postseason run here. And it doesn't seem like uh, just a whole lot of good is is coming from any of that, and and how Brandon Miller's dealing with it, how the fans are going to react to him, Patrick. And But this was slated to be a team that almost was written in for the Final Four. You, you've been on many teams in terms of distractions. This is another level of distraction. But how yeah. do you think maybe this swerves them off their path of what could have been a team that you write into the Final Four? Uh, well, certainly it is something that is never going away, and and honestly, it shouldn't because it's not as though uh, it was something where there was a it's not a, it wasn't a victimless crime that was committed, and obviously, Brandon Miller uh, is not charged with anything. Um, but you know, the the, sto- the it is a fact that he was in a vehicle that transported the the weapon that ended up being used to kill uh, take the life of uh, of the young lady. But it's, it's going to hover around the the air of this team wherever they go, and it's unfortunate that um, you know being 18 years old, he's going to hear these lock 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 them up chants from time to time. Um, and yeah, you know, I felt terrible for Nate for Nate Oates as well. It's a situation you don't prepare for as a coach. You know, you understand that distractions and things happen, but this is one that uh, I don't think there was any preparation. I think that the lessons learned and hopefully for the next generation and, and uh, or the next class and uh, kids and all around the country is just be very wise with who your friends are and the decisions that you make. Um, you know, whether, even if though you're not a part of something, you know, you, you can still be 
uh, you can just avoid having yourself in these situations at all by just making a decision to stay to say no and stay home. Um, but yeah, for for them, uh, they they still are a great team. I think uh, they've had some slippage as of late. The ball just had the men dropping in the basket as well for them. I think since um, since all this has happened, uh, that you know them losing to Texas A and M, they were like one of seventeen from three in the first half. If they, you know, Alabama, they're one of the most dangerous. Teams. If they can shoot the ball well, and I'm not saying they have to make 15 threes a game, but if they're knocking down uh, between eight to 12, um, I think they're as good as anybody and, and can still make the Final Four. But if they if they get cold, I, I don't think they have a chance. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting postseason uh, for them. Uh, SEC Player of the Year. Put Brandon Miller aside. Who do you think had the best year in the league in your eyes? Oh man, uh, I really think in consideration, you you got to look at uh, one of one of two guys. You got to look at Kobe Brown, and then you have to look at Wade Taylor as well. I think those two, you know, Austin Sheetway should always be in that conversation, but uh, he he wasn't as dominant as he had been, been last year. He had like three twenty and twenty games, and uh, just was a complete force. But I think Kobe Brown with his newfound unreal shooting ability um and then Wade Taylor his his takeover ability and what he's you know A&M going 15 and 3 I think they were the my next in line to be guys that uh should be in that player of the year conversation it's just hard to to beat Brandon Miller when he's led the league in three-point percentage and made threes and points and you know almost at almost at double double almost average a double double is right at eight rebounds a game so it's difficult to take that away from him Mm-hmm. And coach of the year, I think that was, uh, you know, Dennis Gates did an incredible job at Missouri. And yeah. nobody saw what, what A&M's done this year, correct? Like what they've done this season? Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I, I certainly think Buzz Williams definitely should have been, should, should have won, won the award. I think Jerry Stackhouse was a little bit of a surprise yeah. for me. Even, um, I think if, if, I think it should, in my opinion, and I love, and I love Stack. I think, what he what he did this year, you know, th- them uh, making it top, being a top seven team in this league. Um, but for Missouri, you know, a team that was completely brand new team, only brought back really Kobe Brown. Their style of play, they 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 won some big time games. Um, projected to be, you know, bottom bottom three in the league, and and for where they ended up, uh, I guess if, if that can go in, into consideration, but. Uh, you know, hats off to Buzz and and uh, and Coach Stack, especially Coach Stack going in the Rupp Arena and getting that win. That was that yeah. was huge on Senior Night. Um, but you know, if, if Nate Oates, I was thinking Nate Oates would have got if they would have gone undefeated. I think they would have gotten it. You know, you can't take away from a coach when they go undefeated, uh, but they weren't able to do that. And uh, yeah, gosh, crazy. Yeah, Buzz uh, Williams certainly deserved it though. Absolutely. Yeah, sweating through the three piece suit. He's man, right? He's an energy <laughs> man, but they've had <laughs> such a good year. They've revitalized. He's revitalized that program that's kind of been in the dumps the, the previous few years. So uh, good for Buzz. Right, Vanderbilt, Patrick. They, they apparently, you know, they, they need to win some games here to for consideration for the NCAA tournament. Here, do you, do you think Vanderbilt makes a run in the SEC tournament to to make the Big Dance? Well, it's ironic, man. They they're gonna have to go right back through Kentucky. <laughs> sure, yeah. 
Good point. Oh man, that that dog on LSU lost, man. Uh, you know, yeah. how did they lose to LSU? That that killed them. I think they they'd be in right now if it were not for or at least they'd be on that last four out where they just got to maybe do a little bit of damage in the SEC tournament, but they they've proven themselves. I think what what hurts them with having to go through Kentucky, they're not a great rebounding team. Um if Liam Robbins I know he sprained his ankle um, pretty pretty good against Kentucky. If he can somehow play and he can be healthy and bring what he's been bringing, at least bring half of what he's been doing these last few weeks, I think they can walk away and win this game because Oscar's he, he's not he does he struggles um, against length and height, um, and also him having to defend someone Liam Robinson who can really shoot the three. You know, I I never like playing a guy a five man that can shoot the three as well. Um, but without without Liam Robbins, I think it's going to be really difficult neutral neutral field neutral court, and we know how we know Kentucky fans travel anywhere and everywhere, so it's going to be more of a home game for them. Um, but yeah, Vandy's going to they, they're going to need to at least win two of these games, and Kentucky is certainly one of them. Yeah, absolutely, and it's going to be a fun tournament. And let's let's shift to the Gators here, Patrick, because it's been certainly. Um, I don't know. Tumultuous. Uh, yeah, tumultuous year. You lose your best player in Colin Castleton. So Colin won the USA Today SEC Player of the Year. Didn't win the, the coaches uh, SEC play, Defensive Player of the Year. The last Defensive Player of the Year, I think you know who he might be. That That's the guy on your screen right now. <laughs> yeah. Colin, just how bummed were you when you saw the news about Colin? And I mean, he probably would be in the conversation for SEC Player of the Year, too, if he yeah. knocked out. Man, I, I couldn't I, – I was – I remember being in studio. Um, they were playing – I can't remember what they were playing. Uh, but when it, it happened, Miss, I was like right? – Ole Miss? I was, yeah. like, I was like, what happened? You know, you, you couldn't even tell. It was the weirdest thing that you – you know, you, when I think broken hand, I'm thinking um, – uh, the medical term is foosh, falling on an outstretched hand. Like, you go up, you get knocked off balance, and you reach down – and your hand just gets caught in an awkward position with all that body. It was literally just a, an exchange of a guy running past them, and I guess their hands – and it, nothing seemed violent about it. There must have already been some type of fracture in his hand, but heartbreaking, man, for him that making that decision that he wanted to come back to make the tournament, and he was doing everything he could to will his team into doing so. And it's just, you know, he, he'll have his three years here and he, he never uh, was part of a team that made the tournament. I believe I don't, I don't, they might, they oh, may well, have, they, did they, they make they it made a COVID year. That, year. The one where they had the bubble in Indiana. He was, they, COVID. they beat Virginia Tech, lost to Oral Roberts. He was on that team. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, did that, did that, uh, that was the tournament that got canceled? Well, that was the year after. So the year after, remember they year. did in uh, Indiana, they did it in like a bubble in all these different venues in this in the state of Indiana, whether it was like Butler, um, IU, uh, those. And they remember because they gotcha. beat Virginia Tech, and then that was the year they lost to Oral Roberts. Or, that was Oral Roberts. Yeah, that was Trey Mann. Trey Mann's yeah. last game. Man, yeah. that's that dude. Uh, but yeah, man, heartbroken for for Colin. It, it's just hoping the best him moving forward and he's been a great cheerleader for his guys on the sideline you know notes are gonna be taken for people you know he's not making it all about him he, he's, he's encouraging his guys knowing that this is this is it 
Um, and I believe that the Gators are going to take the invitations to the NIT if they get that. Um, so, you know, Kyle will still be on the sideline cheering his guys on just more than anything. You know, it hurts him more than anything to not be out there helping the team win. Um, it just goes to show what kind of special player he was at this university and for this for this organization, especially these last two years. Without him, I don't think there's a there, there's a remotely close to a winning record uh, at, at all. Yeah. Uh, let's pay some bills here with some ads. Peachland Dentistry, Gator Nation's number one choice for dentistry in Port Charlotte and surrounding areas. Visit them at peachlanddental.com and join us on Friday for Peachland Dentistry, JC and the QB weekend picks. A comfort temp. Comfort is our business. Peace of mind is our promise. Beat the summer heat and schedule your air conditioners. Tune up today, keeping you chill in Florida heat far away. Comfort temp heating and air. Call us at 352-376-2366. And finally, Ruse Ogra State Farm Office is a team of dedicated insurance professionals ready to help life go right with the right insurance options for you and your family. Visit ugrainsurance.com or call us at 352-240-1779. I'm sure you've had a lot of fun watching Riley Kugel. I mean, yeah. so he's hopped in since the cast of an injury. He's been the focal point of it all. Boy, he's looked really good, Patrick. Yeah, and I hope he stays. Yeah, you know what? That's that's the issue nowadays. Now, Riley said that he's – He's committed, and it's one thing to say it now in, you know, late February or early March, but we'll see. We'll see. He's going to have his options. We'll see. We'll see because he's he's extremely young. I mean, he's a freshman. He's a winner. He's a competitor. He's got the size, the length, the athleticism. I mean, he just looks like an NBA player. He looks like a guy that's like, oh, man, yeah, he's he's ready to go to that next level when he's poised. He still makes some freshman mistakes. Things that that should not scare scouts away. It's things that you can just learn. He just has not played enough college basketball and um, learned a, a lot of much about the game. But his upside is incredible. Shoots the ball well, handles it, runs out, defends. I mean, seems to be not even not even remotely intimidated of the moment. Uh, you would think, you know, a freshman coming into the situation where, all right. Someone's got to step up, and he's like, "Oh, oh over to me. This is my time." Yeah. Um, extremely impressed by by Riley Kugel and it, his, his story of just getting to Florida. Because I know there was a issue with the clearinghouse and his number of credits. And Todd Golden, I mean, hats off to Todd Golden being able to do whatever it took to make sure we uh, uh, the school was able to get him in. I think he had to take some summer classes before and he could enroll or something like that. But getting him, getting him in, and just you know, hats off to Todd Golden and his his eye for talent and his recruiting ability. Uh, but we need we need we need a lot more Riley Kugels coming in next year. I tell you that. Can we yes. please get more of those? He didn't have a summer with the Gators at all. Like he didn't get to practice with them leading up to you know in the off season leading up to uh, season uh, preseason practice. He didn't get a chance to to play with the team at all. So it really is impressive what he's done. I think he's averaged twenty wow. points over the last four or five games or something like that. He's been incredible. But thoughts on uh, awesome. thoughts on Todd Goldman, Patrick, year one for him. Yeah. Um, boy, it's a big transition from where he was at San Francisco to the SEC. He was in the SEC, but now he's a head coach here. Um, like you said, that the roster is going to look a lot different next year. It, it's almost like you got to take the roster one year at a time. I think it's going to be – a whole different team next year, the way he hits the transfer portal, uh, he's probably going to hit it pretty hard. When you look at year one for him, what, what have you liked? 
what are some things you need to see from Todd Golden? I think Coach Golden has done a, a fantastic job at just getting his guys to respond. Uh, yes, there's been games where uh, they had they haven't come out ready to play. They haven't come out uh, super sharp or playing within their character. But as a coach, it's your job to figure out how do I get my guys to respond and bounce back. And he's done that. He's done that. He's found a way to get his get his guys to respond. And, and um, I think everyone enjoys him. He's a, he's a competitor as a coach. Um, obviously, there's areas of improvement um, for sure. I mean, bring got to bring some guys that can really shoot it uh, next year. I think that's going to be key. Um, I think what he, what he was able to do with Myron Jones and helping him define his role after a guy that was at Penn state being a, you know, 16 point per game scorer and shooting the ball 40% from three to where he struggled to now he's being more of a guy on ball point guard guy that just doesn't turn the ball over and is able to find a role on both sides of the court to help the team. But yeah, I mean, we understand the expectation for coach golden. Uh, he understands the expectation is to get obviously at minimum to get to the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and they fell, fall, fell short, short of that this year. But for, for him, he, he, he is not afraid of this moment. He knew the expectation and is going to do everything he can to bounce this team back uh, and this organization back to, to being a tournament team and a contender next year. Cause it's possible. It's highly possible. I mean, look at Arkansas. Uh, if Arkansas doesn't have, have Trevor Brazil and Nick Smith jr. Get injured. I think they're right in the conversation for winning this league. Or look at Dennis Gates and what he was able to do with um, a completely new roster. So it's it's possible. It's just getting those right pieces together and the system, the flow. Um, obviously, we're not going to have Colin next year. So need to find a, another solid big. Doesn't have to be as good as Colin, but someone that's solid uh, that can bring that presence and match up against the, the, the other talented big guys in, in the league. So he's got his work put up for him, but I, I don't. I don't doubt that this is like, of, of like, all right, I see what I, I really, really, really need to dive into doing this portal and coaching wise and, and st- strategically. Um, but he's fought through this for this whole season and I'm proud of him for that and can't wait to see what next year is going to hold. Yeah. The era of the transfer portal, you can make big jumps from one year to the next. And, you know, Patrick, we actually did the game together Kennesaw State, Florida. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, State won the eight. I've been on them all year. Like I'm, I'm all in on the Kennesaw State. Yeah, uh, hype train here for the NCAA tournament. All five starters are back. They whizzed through the A Sun, won the tournament, so they're going to be dancing, man. How about that? I, I think you and I were like, hey, if if Kennesaw was just like a little bit better, they would have beaten Florida that game. Oh yeah. Like they didn't they had the one guard that he he had a great game and he was efficient. I'm like, he just needs a little bit more help. Maybe I'm like, watch out for these guys in the A Sun. Um, because I follow the A Sun a little bit just because I'm I'm tight with UNF and uh JU uh here and, and um and UNF actually beat Kennesaw this year, but I'm not surprised by uh Amir Abdul Rahim and what he's done mm-hmm. uh with the pro especially after they only won one game like two years yeah. ago. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But, they uh, had all I five starters I, yeah. back this year. Like all five. Hey man, hey. they got a chance. They got a chance to, to upset somebody. Uh the right the right matchup. Somebody tries to sleep, sleep on those guys. They got a chance to get I don't know if there'll be a 15 seed or a 14, but they got a chance to do it. I'm telling you. 
Yeah, it, it it could be done. They got the player of the year, defensive player of the year, coach of the year. So I'm just saying, you know, I, I'm not Good a guy call, man. prognostications, but that's my big sleeper. Now, do you do you fill out a bracket nowadays or, you know, like do you have a Final Four that you're going to have? Do you just kind of write one out for fun or what's the deal? Yeah, I'm supposed to. Uh, I think, you know, ESPN, they want want all their employees to fill one out and yeah. make one of those little things where people can jump in in your pool. And uh, so I'll, I'll make one. I'll probably just hit the auto button. <laughs> I'll hit the auto button, but I'll have I'll have my final four. Um, you know, honestly, I think Marquette Marquette is going to make it. I think Kansas is going to make it. Um, uh, I, I like Houston to make it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like UCLA. I like UCLA. I know I, 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 I'm sleeping on Alabama, but I really, I really like those four. If you know Alabama, if Alabama matches up with Houston, I think they'll beat them again. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, you have a sleeper for the SEC tournament that people uh, need to know. Do you have anybody who who could run? Well, I don't, you know, I think I think with the momentum right now, you know, I, my favorite to win it right now is A and M. But my sleeper team to do something crazy here is Vanderbilt. Yeah, that's Vanderbilt, a good. That's a good choice. I I thought you were going to go with Vanderbilt there. Yeah, you were talking a little bit about them beating yeah. Kentucky. Yeah. So, well, now I'm going to. Hey, I'm I'm going to be. Rooting it's for possible, Vanderbilt. brother. It's possible. Yeah, Stack has done an awesome job. Well, I wanted to end on this, Patrick, because you know it's been awesome getting to know you these last couple of years and doing games with you, and just to kind of see the the inspiration you've been with, with the accident and the injury. And, you know, can you just update Gator fans where you're at right now and yeah, your recovery process and, and how you're feeling? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, part of, part of this journey for me with the healing is, yeah, I'm heading to a speaking engagement just to talk to people about this journey that I'm going through and how it's transformed me. And I've evolved through it as a man and as a person um, and just, being so grateful to me the other day, what's the first thing you're going to do when you have the ability to walk again? You know, just speaking that into existence. And I'm like, you know what? Being able to stand up in the shower, stand up and shower. And, and you know, you would never think that something so small as that would be something I'd, I'd really miss. But truly, yeah, it's small things like that that um, I miss. I really miss doing. But recovery is going well. I'm at going to Brooks Rehab here in Jacksonville four times a week, uh, doing stuff in the pool, doing stuff with this, this Cyberdyne machine that's connecting to uh, my nerves and, and uh, allowing me to walk. Uh, so it's just a matter of continuing to stay patient and, and working at it. You know, I, I'm a firm believer that um, if, you, if you want something to change, you have to change. You have to go after it. And I'm just striving to be uh, find success by being consistent. I think successful people do okay. Do successful people do consistently what okay average people do occasionally? So I'm just trying to be consistent and do those things great uh, every every chance I get. And uh, you know, it's obviously the big picture is walking again, but you, I have to just take in those small wins day by day, uh, so I don't get discouraged if things aren't going in the timing that I want them to. But the biggest thing of all all of it, Kyle, is like. Life is now, you know, I can't, I'm not going to wait till life for, for my life to, to start walking again. So I decide I'm going to be happy and choose joy. So I'm like, I'm going to make the most out of my life right now. 
and being a good father and friend and husband and all those things. And uh, just hoping that when that chapter comes in the story of, of walking again, uh, I have inspired others along the way. Yeah. And it will happen. And it's, it's been awesome to watch your recovery on social media and just see all the, the rigorous workouts you're going through and nobody works harder than you. And I could say this, honestly, that I haven't been around be- probably a better person than, than the guy you're watching right now. And Patrick Young, very positive, just awesome spirit to be around. And uh, Patrick, it's always great getting a chance to, to talk to you, chop it up, talk. Basketball. Always. I hope we get a chance to call some games together next year. And uh, it's just great to see you. I can't see why not. I can't see why not. I got to make it up there for a baseball game. There you yeah, go. Or softball. Or softball. Softball is more fun. Well, look, we'll have tickets ready for you. We'll give you the VIP treatment when you when you come in. So get ready. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. All right, time. my man. You have a great one. Appreciate All you, right. Kyle. Have a great day. All right. That's Gator great Patrick Young. We'll be back tomorrow with Pot Up Matthews in the morning. Everybody have a great rest of your day. See you.